aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race for a chosen position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Chase Elliott wins at Phoenix. Chase Elliott scores the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. We are the champions. Yes! NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew welcoming you to the postseason and the offseason. We've got lots coming your way on this show today. We're going to visit with NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Austin Sendrick. He'll join us and he'll chat about his 2020 season and the race that made him a champion. We'll have a NASCAR Live backtracks from the Phoenix Championship race. NASCAR President Steve Phelps addressed the media over the weekend in Phoenix. We have the highlights of that. Plus, our very own Winston Kelly retired at the end of the Phoenix Cup race on Sunday. We will salute him, and we'll have a lot more for you. But first, here's NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Ricky with everything in NASCAR Nation and what they're talking about. Kyle? NASCAR has finally crowned its 2020 series champions. The first championship weekend at Phoenix Raceway gave us some great racing and lots of drama for each season finale. Sheldon Creed claimed the win and the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series Championship after pitch strategy when a caution came out with three laps to go. I don't know. Just incredible. I work so hard for this with Josh Wise and everyone that helps us out every week. Just my teammates, all my guys. Just an incredible year for us, and, and we got to come back next year and back it up now. Saturday was the NASCAR Xfinity Series turn to crown a champion. It took an overtime restart for Austin Sindrick to pass Justin Allgaier, winning the race and the championship. You know what? You think I'd be nervous this entire weekend, but given how important this race was for me and my team, I was happy to be here, happy happy to be racing for a championship. And, man, I tell you what, when I started racing Bandoleros and Legends cars, I... 
I got a lot tougher because I wasn't very good. And, and I guess to any kid out there that's trying to make a career at this, it's, it's about the hard work you put in. It's, it's not about where you start. It's, it's, how you, it's how you figure out on the way. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to have parents that have seen it all and believe in me and, and, and to have a team behind me that does the same. And the Cup Series took center stage on Sunday with Chase Elliott winning his first championship after starting from the rear and battling his way up through the field. It's been kind of a tough year and off the racetrack and then to have an opportunity like we had today and to capitalize like we did, I can't say enough. Alan Gustafson, a NASCAR Cup Series champion now, and rightfully so. So I just so proud of this team, so proud of everybody that has played a role in my career. Unbelievable. For more on all three of NASCAR's season finales, see MRN.com. I'm Kyle Rickey. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll revisit the championship race from Phoenix with the NASCAR Live Backtracks. And later, we'll talk about championship week. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey guys, I'm Corey LaJoy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. We've got a NASCAR Live backtracks from the championship race at Phoenix next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee Beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. After a long and very strange 2020 season, we finally have a NASCAR Cup Series champion in Chase Elliott. In case you missed any of the action or just want to relive it again, Here's a brand new NASCAR Live Backtracks. The crowd here at the Phoenix Raceway, everybody on their feet and ready to cheer on their favorite driver, including Jimmy Johnson. He's going to be taking the uh, one to go for the last time. All right, guys, let's jump on the wall and kick this thing off. 
Jimmy Johnson, we are so proud of you, man. You're an amazing man, amazing champion. Thank you for everything you've done for this team and for this sport. You're a role model for all of us. Thank you for everything you've done. Let's go have some fun. Let's get this thing done for one final time today. Hey, yes, boys, let's have some fun. Clint Boyer starts in the ninth spot here today in his final run here in the Cup Series. It's been a pleasure to work with you. We're going to miss you. Enjoy the next chapter and have fun like you always do. Let's cap it off with a W today. Good luck. Michael, I appreciate all you guys' efforts throughout year. You guys did a good job. Uh, for Chase Elliott, I would say, man, is he starting in a hole already by having to go from the pole position to tailback because he failed pre-race inspection. That's not a good deal. He's already got a lot of pressure on him right now. Uh, you got to drop back now, bud. Copy that. Let's have us a good day, boys. Let's do our thing. Enjoy it. Yeah, buddy. Appreciate all the effort. Great job. Good boys getting us to this point. It's all about us. Let's take care of business. Have some fun and uh, get this snap with nine to victory lane. Green flag is in the air and we are underway at the Phoenix Raceway. 110 laps are complete, but is there a problem for Logano? They called it, he called it a little bit ago and said he's reporting a vibration. Vibration here. Copy. Through the brake pedal. Getting worse. Down the straightaway too. Wheel tight. Yeah, from what we see they are. If it's getting worse, you're gonna have to bring it to us. It's real bad, bring it to us. We're within the window, so it stays green here. You're in the window, you said, right? As we look over at the entrance to Pitt Road off turn number two, we see Kyle Busch peeling off the racetrack. Kyle Busch is coming to pit lane. What, uh, on lap 115? Not sure if this is scheduled or not. Real bad, Rob. I think it's right rear. Right side and right side, guys. Right rear seems a little worse. I don't see any smoke unless you're feeling it in the car. Coming to you. Coming to you. I think it's a front flat. Make sure all the tires are clear, please. Yeah, we got Brad Keselowski just peeled off the racetrack and is making his way to pit lane. I mean, my vibrations get a little harder. Yeah, I got to come here soon. He said, come on, come on. You can pit. Do you want an adjustment? Do you want an adjustment? Yeah, it's about the same as I was before. Think right now. In the middle of green flag pit stops, an old seven time. Jimmy Johnson is the new race leader here. One back, half back, outside, outside. New leader, 48. Here they come to the back straightaway. This could be for the race win and the championship. Elliott is on Logano's back bumper to the inside of three as he shoves him into the corner. And that pushes Joey Logano high. Here comes Chase Elliott off the corner. New race leader is Chase Elliott. Even, door, quarter, quarter, quarter. Good, take it. Nice and smooth now. Still good, 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 good. Hendrick Motorsports and driver Chase Elliott looking for the checkered flag. It's out. Chase Elliott wins at Phoenix. Chase Elliott scores the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Ready to go, champ. Ah! Yes! Ah! Ready to start, boys. Yes! Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love you, boys. Love you. We are the champions. Yes! Coming up, we've got a roundtable to discuss everything that happened in Phoenix and reactions along with it. Plus, later, Austin Sendrick will join us. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the... Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. 
Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Insurance Company and Affiliates. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Yeah! Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. The Xfinity fastest lap in this past Sunday's race at Phoenix was turned in by Chase Elliott at a speed of 134.791 miles per hour. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast, that was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. We talk all about everything that happened in Phoenix next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Wheeland would like to congratulate Chase Elliott and his number nine Hendrick Motorsports pit crew for the win at Phoenix Raceway and the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. They are the Wheeland pit crew of the week. Chase credits crew chief Alan Gustafson for his leadership on the pit box. I think the bottom line about Alan is he wants it more than you and he is going to work harder than you to go get the job done, period. You know, he, he's an intense guy. He's going to outwork you to get it done, I guarantee it. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. So glad you are with us on our weekly get-together as we have just put a bow on the 2020 Cup Series season. Let's bring in Motor Racing Network anchor Jeff Striegel, who was there along with us there at Phoenix Raceway over the weekend and enjoyed all that racing action. Jeffrey, how we doing? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. It's all over. It's hard to believe we've gotten this far, but what are some of your takeaways as we have taken the checkered flags for not only the trucks, the Xfinity, but the Cup Series cars as well out there in Phoenix, Arizona? I think if we look at just what we saw on the racetrack, Mike, how could we be disappointed walking away? What we saw on Friday night with that green-white checker overtime finish and the championship going to Sheldon Creed, we did exactly the same thing on Saturday. Looked like Justin Allgaier was probably going to be our champion. Late caution flag there sets up another green-white checker overtime finish. And Austin Sindrick becomes our champion and then on Sunday you know I, I don't think we can be disappointed ever when our sports most popular driver 
and Chase Elliott walks away as a champion in just his fifth full-time season. I was just really, really impressed from the time we got on the ground there, Mike, until the time we departed on Monday. Well, let's let's focus in on the on the Cup Series. Championship four coming in. Lots of conversation. Kevin Harvick, not a part of that. If he was, he wouldn't have gotten a championship because the car didn't perform as well as he needed it to. But when you look at all that happened, we had all of the championship four at one point gathered together, like it seems like we always do. But at day's end, it was the team that I thought had the best race car from the dropping of the green flag until the time we dropped the checkered flag. It seemed like that car was solid from soup to nuts on any lane of the racetrack. No question about it. Um, Mike, I think you're exactly right. We thought that they had dug a hole that they may not be able to get out of by failing pre-race inspection twice and having to start at the tail. We thought, okay, this is going to turn out to be a championship three, and let's just go ahead and disregard Chase Elliott right from the drop of the green flag. I think they had other ideas. They, they showed us, didn't they, Mike, right from the drop of the green flag. He had climbed all the way to 10th by the time we saw the competition caution on lap 30. So I think when we all went to break, you and I and, and Alex and the rest of the team were like, look out, because if he can do that in 30, he is going to be a force to reckon with. And it wasn't too much longer. Uh, they had taken the lead, and certainly they swapped it back and forth with Joey and Brad and Denny putting on a great show at the front of the field. But in the end, you're right. Too much Napa 9 car, too strong and holding everybody off. And I really felt like they were easily, easily the class of the field. What are a couple of other takeaways that you had there over the course of the entire weekend? Obviously, Chase winning the championship, big for Chevrolet, big for Hendrick Motorsports. One of mine is Jimmy Johnson, and his final race finished in the top five. And then that exchange he and Chase had on the racetrack, almost the ceremonial passing of the torch, as it were probably one of the most iconic moments in our sport don't you think when you when you look at how it played out who it played out with um and and just the timing of it all you know it it just when I think back at at Jimmy before we even talk about Chase because we're going to be talking about Chase for years and years and years to come I just look back at all that Jimmy's accomplished on the racetrack but I also Mike and I know you do too we have a little closer inside look at some of the things he does away from the racetrack and the amount of money that he has raised for charities around the country is just remarkable. It's well into the, the multi millions of dollars. And unfortunately that's just something that I don't think all of our race fans recognize and can respect from our seven time champion. You're right about that. Uh, he definitely has a lot of philanthropy work that he does. He's helped folks raise money, and it's all for good causes. That will continue, as we say, so long from Jimmy in full-time cup competition, and he'll go run part-time in the NTT IndyCar Series for Chip Ganassi Racing. It's been a great weekend as far as watching champions being crowned, Sheldon Creed, Austin Sindrick, and Chase Elliott. Now, I've already talked to teams. They're already starting on 2021. They took time off on the plane ride home. There have been drivers that have been on iRacing already. Teams are already looking as far as strategies are concerned. Just seems like it never ends. Now, they'll break for Thanksgiving and Christmas and obviously that. But it's already on to 2021. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) It's just incredible. And before we jump to Daytona, I wanted to get your thoughts as well. Um... We transitioned, as everybody knows, from Homestead Miami Speedway over to 
Phoenix Raceway for our championship. And I thought, you know, again, it's really hard to give a full grade. I think we got to put the word incomplete down simply because we couldn't pack the grandstands and we couldn't see how the the team at Phoenix was going to roll out the red carpet. We know how they did at Homestead and, and we give them an A for their effort, no doubt. Um, but I thought all in all, and Mike, what were your takeaways from everything that we saw take place at Phoenix, a, a new home for the championship? I thought that that facility responded solidly. That was the first time I had a chance to check out the new facility up close and in personal. And folks, if you've not had a chance to do that, the championship will be decided there next year. Of course, we'll make a run out there in the spring. But as far as a championship-grade facility and a championship-grade experience, I give it two thumbs up and an A+. What a great racetrack. What great fans out there. And even though we could only have 8,000 people in the grandstands, hopefully we'll be allowed more next year once we work our way through this COVID situation. But I thought as far as the venue, the fans, the experience, two thumbs up from the bag man across the board. And 8,000 fans were very, very vocal. And I think we all embraced and, and loved that. And with that, the checkered flag is out. And to your point, the countdown clock begins to Daytona followed by coming down to visit you down in, in your area down there. We'll be at Homestead before we know it. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? There's just, for the race teams, for sure, there's just no break. And I look forward to getting down to Daytona sooner than later. Well, appreciate uh, you and, and, and Alex, everybody in the booth, Dave and Winston, Postman, Jason Toy on pit road. It's been, uh, it's been a great season. It's been an interesting season. It's been a challenging season, but we made it to the finish line as scheduled and we've crowned three champions in the process. Pre appreciate you, my friend. Enjoy the holidays. We'll catch up soon. All right, Mike, take care. Thank you. Jeff Striegel, one of the anchors for the motor racing network. He was on hand at Phoenix raceway over the weekend, watching champions being crowned chase Elliott, Sheldon Creed, Matter of fact, we'll talk with another coming up next, your 2020 NASCAR Xfinity Series champ. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Hi, folks, Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Your 2020 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion, Austin Sindrick, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. 
Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688. Again, 1-800-829-5688. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Austin Cendrick captured the NASCAR Xfinity Series checkered flag Saturday, and in the process, he captured the 2020 NASCAR Xfinity Series championship in dramatic fashion. MRN's Woody Kane chatted with the newly crowned champion. Austin Cendrick drives the number 22 Ford Mustangs in the Xfinity Series for Team Penske. He won six times this year, including the last race to become champion, and he was also the regular season champion. But in that last race, an overtime pass on the white flag lap to get it. Austin, years from now, when they make the Austin Cendrick story movie, could it have been any more dramatic for you? Oh, man. Uh, that was uh, an incredible race to watch back, uh, able to get home and and, and, and rewatch the rewatch the TV broadcast and um, a lot of things that I was really calm with and felt were really normal in, in certain situations. Going back and watching them on TV, that had to have been a a pretty fun race to watch. Um, so so really cool to to be part of that, but also for for that to be part of a, our championship story. So it's been uh, it's been a really fun week to to celebrate that and enjoy that. Um, you know, we we had a rocket ship on on Saturday. Our, our Menards Richmond Ford Mustang was was really great from 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 the get go and. Um, I, I felt like uh, we were able to put ourselves in position but because of the speed that we had, and uh, I felt like we had it covered the easy way, and uh, we had to do it the hard way. So um, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad it all worked out. <laughs> that makes it all the more worthwhile for sure. Obviously, you're back in the 22 for a full season running for the championship again, but you're also going to run some select cup races before moving to the Wood Brothers full-time in 2022 when the next-gen car debuts. So I'm curious, do you know your, your cup schedule yet for next year, and do you think that it will be, I don't know, something of an advantage to be full-time in 22 with that new car starting fresh rather than having to unlearn some things you might learn with a full-time season next year in cup yeah i don't think there's a right or a wrong way as far as as far as the part-time schedule there next year um i, I feel like we've put a short list of, of tracks that make sense for 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 me to for me to gain some experience um obviously uh i think i think doing some road courses would be a lot of fun and um obviously uh a step up in the competition level and in trying to see uh how well we can do there um, so I, I think for me, my number one race that I would, would want to do next year on the cup schedule is the Road America Cup race. Uh, I think that place has always needed a cup race. Uh, that's, that's a part of the country that has a huge racing fan base, and that place always draws a bunch of people, an amazing racetrack, and uh, it's on 4th of July. So um, I'm not sure how much better that can get. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. Hopefully we can piece that one together. Um, but, but from there, I want to get as much of a variety as possible, um, from, from short tracks to mile and a half, um, or, or even super speedway races. So, um, I, I'd like to, I'd like to be able to do that, um, and, and learn as much as I can build as much of a notebook in, in a car that is, um, uh, more understood. Uh, I feel like that's the advantages of, of being able to be a, a rookie 
um, driving a car that uh, everyone has a notebook on. I'll have teammates that know, that know you know the the ins and outs of the car, and 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 we can we can just learn uh, learn the mistakes that I will make or, or the things that I can do better quickly or quicker. Uh, but because you have all that data in front of you, um, and, and the advantage of having a new car uh, for, for my rookie season uh, in in 2022 is that it's new to everyone. Um, so I, I think there's I think there's pros and cons to all of it. Uh, but uh, overall, it's, it's a great position for me to be in, and obviously have a have a set plan for for the next couple of years. That's really hard to find in in, in this industry, especially. And uh, I'm excited to to try and take advantage of that opportunity in all facets. No, it certainly is a, a rare in this business, as as you well know, and, and anybody who works in it knows for sure. Give me a little more uh, idea of what this will be like. Is it going to be a, a Team Penske fielded car? Will the Wood Brothers field it? And do you know the people that you'll be working with yet in that in that uh, part-time schedule on the cup side? Yeah, obviously the, the, the challenge is, is, is the personnel side of things uh, with, with – uh, with the way the races are going to be next year, as far as not having practice or qualifying for the majority of the races on the schedule, I feel like that provides some unique opportunities to either double use some people or, 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 or you and not have as much emphasis as far as on, I mean, the, the road crew these days, I mean, they're, they're having to push the car through tech or do crash damage. And, <laughs> and, and that's, that's, that's kind of the extent of it for, for the races you don't qualify for and practice for. So, um, I, I think uh, I think our our group's gonna probably have to get get a bit creative uh, on that side of things, but um, all, all things to be dealt with this off season, and uh, obviously all good problems to have. I was reading some of the comments that you made after the race uh, on on Saturday, and one of the things that jumped out at me was about your coming up in Bandoleros and Legends. Of course, a lot of guys do that, but you had a little bit of an uh, unconventional path to get there. But one thing that really jumped out at me was the first time you tested in one of those cars. Tell the folks about that because it was a great story. Yeah, so uh, the first time I ever drove a race car was it was a Bandolero at the uh, at the fifth mile outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and. Uh, that's where they do the winter heat series and, and where a lot of guys kind of get their start in, in those cars. And I go out there, never, never driven a car before. And, and Ken Reagan, uh, David Reagan's father, uh, Ken ran uh, 600 racing us legends. They, they basically, you know, produce and, and sanction all of the bandoleros and legends cars throughout the United States. He was there to help me out, uh, kind of show me what was going on, um, more as a favor to my parents, just to have someone someone there who kind of understands it all and uh, point me in the right direction. And uh, so I'm sitting on the pre-grid, which is outside of turn three on the fifth mile. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on the pre-grid. I get strapped into the car. I'm getting told what to do, where to go, how to drive, you know, what, what, what are the basics here. And granted, I'm like eight or nine years old and, and, and Ken Reagan's telling me all this. And there, there was a great picture of him pointing a flag at me. And, uh, and, uh, he, the last thing he tells me before I go on the racetrack, he's like, Hey, remember when you go on the track, turn left, like as a joke, like, like turn left on the racetrack, like, haha, funny. No, I took it seriously. And I hung a left from the pre-grid out onto the racetrack and started ripping laps backwards. Like, <laughs> just because that's left onto the track and uh, so i run about 10 laps and they wave me down and they're like all right you're going the wrong way I'm like, what? <laughs> so we've we've made baby steps from there but uh it's uh it, it was it was pretty cool to have that experience and uh, i guess it's a good story now well i bet they kind of still tease you about that to this day don't they 
Oh, without a doubt. Every, every every time we talk about that, that comes up. So, uh, like I said, it's, it's been baby steps. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Well, Austin, let's finish with this. Of course, every championship is special, but I'm wondering from your perspective, is there maybe a little extra frosting on this one with what a crazy year it's been? I mean, at one point during the year, Roger Penske had said he thought about shutting down the whole Xfinity operation when the pandemic was at its height. Yeah, without a doubt, a lot of uncertainty for, for a lot of facets in, in our industry, whether if that be uh, with our own team or, or our partners. Um, it, it's been difficult for a lot of people, and um, I mean, not even including the health side of things. So um, for, for us, obviously, that, that makes things a lot more gratifying. I'm glad that NASCAR was able to be as uh, proactive as, as they were with, with trying to get us back on schedule. I think that played a massive role in uh, us being able to uh, continue to run this year. And I'm obviously glad we did. Um, but I, I think this year, as I approached, you know, the, 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 the final, final races of the season, you know, I, I came into the final four happy to be there and uh, knowing that we had a shot and that's all it takes. Um, but also looking back on our season, there was a lot of races where uh, I felt like we, we, we missed out. We, we weren't able to, to win the race uh, with, with, with a dominant car. And, and, and put our, putting ourselves in position, whether if there's a you know, Bristol when your power steering goes out or uh, a crash happens in front of you or, or someone you know puts on new tires on a different strategy, things like that. That's in my head, that's what was defining our year. Mm. And, and, and the races that, that we weren't able to put together, whether if it was outside of our control or, or within our control. And um, I, I, had a, I, had, I had thought about it and our race on Saturday was flawless in every in every area of the car the team the preparation um there there was nothing that was there was there was there's no room there's no margin for for doing that race better and i i feel like for for a season that i defined as what could have been and, and things that that needed to be better um you know we just saved saved our, our perfect race for for the right day um so i'm excited about that i'm excited to to try and chase more perfect races next year and uh Build, build some more cars that are that are that fast and uh, uh, looking forward to driving them. It's a, it's a great opportunity to come back and try to defend this championship, and um, that hard work uh, starts starts now. Thank you, Woody, and big congratulations to Austin Sendrick, Brian Wilson, the crew chief, and that number 22 Team Penske Ford Mustang team in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Coming up, we'll have highlights of NASCAR President Steve Phelps' media address and later our tribute to our very own Winston Kelly. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. ABC Tomorrow. This is the live music event you've been waiting for all year long. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards with live performances by Miranda Lambert, Luke Combs, Marin Morris, Eric Church, plus an epic collaboration. Thomas Rhett featuring Reba McIntyre, Hillary Scott, and Chris Tomlin. And so many more. Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker host the CMA Awards live tomorrow at 8, 7 central on ABC. NASCAR President Steve Phelps addressed the media in Phoenix over the weekend. You'll hear highlights when we return. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to me. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Hey guys, I'm Corey Joy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. You know, the year's been, uh, in short, I would say extraordinary, although I could probably use 15 or 20 other words to try to get to something that um, is just unprecedented in the the history of our country, uh, in the history of sports, um, and certainly in the history of our sport. I would suggest that this is the single most difficult year that we've faced as a sport. But through it all, you know, this industry, and I've said this before, I believe this industry does adversity better than any sport. And if you think about it, we're at a competitive disadvantage. We don't own ourselves. We don't have, we're not franchised, right? We've got independent contractors who come to race as one. Um, and what we have done during this global pandemic is, I think, really, it's just nothing short of remarkable. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's NASCAR president Steve Phelps. He addressed many members of the media Friday afternoon at Phoenix Raceway and answered a few questions about the state of the sport and looking forward into 2021. One of the topics was about the fans and if they'll be able to return to the racetrack next year. Do I believe we're going to have fans in the stands? I do. What percentage of fans in the stands? I'm not sure. Um, Will we have folks in the garage, um, fans in the garage? Um, I don't know. Um, what I would say is I can't wait till we do have fans back in the garage. Um, our sport is the the hallmark of our sport is about accessibility, Uh, accessibility to the garage, accessibility to the drivers, the crews. Um, we don't have that. Um, and we don't have that because we need to keep people safe. He also spoke about next year's schedule and what the race weekend experience might look like. And I think what we've proven this year is that you can do things differently, right? Um, and they can work. So what we're in the process of doing right now is looking at what that race day experience is going to look like, look like or race weekend experience is going to look like. Um, and I, I think it's going to look different, right? I think there are things both from a competition standpoint as well as a fan standpoint, sponsor standpoint, where you, you, we are going to reinvent ourselves um, and take the best of what we had during this COVID situation to make, our, make ourselves stronger in the future. What exactly that looks like, you know, we're doing planning right now and we'll obviously do some things with, uh, you know, looking from the broad racetracks, not just our racetracks, but racetracks in general. Um, we need to make sure that the fan experience is, you know, continues to improve. Um, and when they come back that, you know, we need to give them a reason to come back. Right. So they have great racing, but you have great racing on television, right? We need to have great, a great fan experience that is 
that is going to look different almost certainly than it did before. And so it's incumbent upon us, uh, our racetracks, to make sure that they're getting that fan experience. And, and we'll have to do that uh, with our race teams, right? And our drivers, because you know, it needs to be about access, right? And so if it's not gonna be physical access, right? What are the things that we can do that create something unique and different from a, for a fan at the facility? Steve Phelps also used the word relevance and how NASCAR is going to continue its relevance in 2021. It's hard to say, hey, we are going to continue relevance. That's, I think it's kind of an arrogant statement. I do think there's some building blocks here that would suggest that that's going to continue, right? So we have, we have new ownership uh, coming into the sport. Um, that new ownership um, comes with different levels, right? And then we have different um, drivers affixed to those new owners. Um, so take the Michael Jordan situation with Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace, or the situation with Justin Marks uh, and Danny Suarez, um, or the TIFFs and BJ McLeod. These are, you know, kind of all across the spectrum. Um, do I believe that we are positioned well to continue that relevance? I do. Um, I think we've seen this year the significant number of new fans who are participating in this sport. And then because the, um, you know, kind of the, the positions that we have taken, the great racing that we've had, the fact that we came back first, all those different pieces that created this relevance. Um, so do I think we're positioned to continue that? I do think we're positioned to continue that. Um, and I'm, I'm bullish on what the future looks like i know is the kind of a head cheerleader of the sport i'm supposed to say that um but if you look at where we are from a rating standpoint you look at it at kind of um where the sport is overall in the in the general um you know kind of thought process of where things are in this country i think we're in a much better position than we were as i said um as i said pre-covid that's nascar president steve phelps as he spoke with the media over the weekend at phoenix raceway Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll pay tribute to one of our own here at the Motor Racing Network. And later, we'll have 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. Victory Junction was young race driver Adam Petty's dream. He worked toward building a camp where children with serious medical conditions could concentrate on fun and not their illness or disease. When he died tragically, his family and friends around NASCAR made sure that dream came true. Today, Victory Junction is a camp that provides fun, life-changing experiences to children dealing with illnesses and disabilities, all at no cost to the camper. Help us serve more children by visiting victoryjunction.org. We salute our very own Winston Kelly after 30-plus years with the Motor Racing Network. That's coming at you next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. 
you could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. After more than 30 years with the Motor Racing Network, our lead pit reporter, Winston Kelly, is hanging up the headset. We honor him and everything he's done for the sport and this network. I remember Winston Kelly when he was a pack mule. He showed up at the racetrack several times a year. John McMullen put him to work carrying gear. And that was his way of letting John and the network know that he wanted to be a part of it. And then came that fateful day at Martinsville. Somebody didn't show up. Somebody who was supposed to work pit road. And John said, Winston, suit up. You're in. This is Winston Kelly with Brett Bodine. And Brett, you've had a lot of good success here in the Grand National Division and the Modified Division. How do you look for this afternoon's race? Well, Winston, uh, you know, we're hoping it's... He did a great job. And overall, you could tell about Winston is that he loved the sport so much. Barney, we've caught up with Richard Petty. What are your immediate thoughts after the final time out of the STP Pontiac? Well, it's just one of them deals. Hey, Winston. It's been a pleasure working with you for over 30 years at the racetrack. You know, you took over your dad's duties just like I took over my dad's. The only thing is we're going to still see you at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Congratulations on retiring from MRN, and thank you for being a good friend all these years. We will miss seeing you at the track. 75 degrees. My name, Jeff Striegel. Alongside- Winston Kelly will refer to many in the sport of NASCAR as legends. He'll never look at himself that way, even after 30-plus years in the sport. But I can tell you that a lot of us do. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will win for the sixth time. Hey, Winston, it's Dale Jr. Uh, Just wanted to say thanks for everything you've done to make this sport better. Uh, There's only a few people that really have that type of commitment and that, that pure, positive attitude. Um, to do things the right way, to treat people the right way. And, you know, you're an influence on people like me uh, to do things better, to be a better person, to be a better asset to the sport. So I just want to thank you, man, for setting such a great example. Backside now where Steve Post is there and some of His the drivers. compassion for people in the garage on a Sunday morning or a race morning. He is in the garage area leaning up against a set of tires and it might be a Hall of Fame crew chief and a young crew guy all holding court, all talking and laughing and cutting up and, and, and learning about the individuals. And Winston just always walked into that garage area and MRN Studios and everywhere he goes with a high degree of respect for everybody. Brad Keselowski wins the Federated Winston Auto- Kelly. Well, when I think of the voice in NASCAR, there's two people that come to my mind. It's Winston Kelly and Barney Hall. Uh, how fitting it is, uh, Winston, that you go out as, to me, one of the best NASCAR announcers of all time, and you transition your legacy into the Hall of Fame. You've done an amazing job there. We're proud of you. Glad to have you in our sport. We're going to miss you. 
Thanks, Winston. The drivers, Alex Hayden, is the one. I, I distinctly remember early on in my tenure after leaning on Winston for direction and advice when the late, great Barney Hall walked up to me and said in that typical soft voice that Barney always had, he said, he said, son, I saw you talking to Winston. He knows what he's doing. You listen to him and you'll be just fine. Jimmy Johnson wins at Homestead. There's so many great moments. I would say the most vivid one for me is uh, calling him and asking him if he would uh, be the MC for my retirement announcement and then having them there uh, for that, that whole highly emotional uh, experience that I had. Um, I couldn't think of anyone better. You know, his, again, his love for the sport and respect for it, the respect he's always shown me, our friendship, uh, it was it was a real honor to have him uh, there for such a, a big part of my career and in such a meaningful moment for me and my family. Talk series. I'm Kurt Becker. On a live broadcast, we all get ourselves backed into a corner at times. We can always throw it to Winston on pit road and know that somehow he was going to correct our mistake without calling attention to the fact he was correcting our mistake. He always protected the dignity of his fellow broadcasters. Barry Vermont, it's Dave Moody. Taught us a lot of lessons over the years about coming to the track prepared, being ready, being trustworthy, being willing to go above and beyond and maybe even do a job that wasn't specifically yours, all for the good of the network. Mr. H, it all started in Martinsville in 1984. Now, we're at 200. Your reflections on tonight. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. <laughs> this is Rick Hendrick, and I want to congratulate Winston Kelly on 30 great years with MRN. He's a class act. Everybody loves him. He does a phenomenal job. He's fair to everyone in the sport, and what a great guy. He's done an awesome job with the Hall of Fame, and he's going to continue that, so I've just applaud him for all the great things that he's accomplished and all the friends he's made in NASCAR. Jeff Gordon across the line. What an amazing career, amazing voice. Uh, can't imagine a NASCAR race being broadcast without hearing Winston Kelly's voice calling it and, and uh, reporting. So um, certainly some great moments and great times and great interviews in Victor Lane and on pit road over the years. The Motor Racing Network's Joe Moore. But Winston, I wish you well as you go into this semi-retirement, whatever you call this. This sounds to me like our old buddy Ed Schull, who retired at least five times and kept showing up. I think that's probably going to be you <laughs> because you don't want to commit to completely going away. But let me tell you, my friend, when you do step back a little bit, you're going to appreciate the time with your family and your friends, and you deserve it, my friend. Congratulations on a great career with Motor Racing Network. MRN Weekends at the track will not be the same without Winston Kelly. We definitely appreciate Winston and extend our love to Winston as he hangs up the headset and works his way into retirement. He'll still be at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He's the executive director there, but definitely will be missed on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. Coming up. We've got this week in NASCAR history. Yeah, this season I actually had little business cards made. Eric Rubino, fantasy baseball GM. You can keep that. Sure, the players are famous, but come game day, I decide their fate. What's that? Oh, you make 20 million? Well, I don't like your attitude. You benched! No, I'd never bench an all-star, but I could. That's also why I like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. With options based on my budget, they never throw me a curveball. <laughs> That's a little baseball reference for you. Get options based on your budget with Progressive, even if you're not a legend in your own mind. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. ABC Tomorrow. This is the live music event you've been waiting for all year long. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards with live performances by Miranda Lambert, Luke Combs, Marin Morris, Eric Church, plus an epic collaboration. Thomas Rhett featuring Reba McIntyre, Hillary Scott, and Chris Tomlin. And so many more. Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker host the CMA Awards live tomorrow at 8, 7 central on ABC. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're closing in on the finish of this week's NASCAR Live, but first, let's conclude our series called 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. This week's show is about his seventh and final NASCAR Cup Series championship. For more, here's Kurt Becker. When Jimmy Johnson claimed his record-tying seventh NASCAR Cup Series championship in 2016, it was under a point system that is similar to what NASCAR uses today. The 48 team started the year by winning two races in the first five events, taking the checkered flag at Atlanta and at Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. The California driver who's done so well over the years at Auto Club Speedway is going to do it again. It appeared that Jimmy was setting the stage for a dominating campaign, but instead he went winless for the rest of the regular season. Following his victory in California, the team managed to finish in the top five only four more times before the playoffs. Chase race number one set to go. The road to Homestead, Miami starts right now. The pace car hits pit road. The round of 16 began at the Chicago Land Speedway. Jimmy was seated fourth, six points behind the leader. He finished 12th at Chicago, eighth the next week at New Hampshire, and seventh at Dover. It wasn't ideal, but it was enough to advance to the next round. Jimmy kicked off the round of 12 by winning at Charlotte Motor Speedway, snapping a 24-race winless streak. We can't sit back and celebrate too much on this. We've got to buckle down and get to work tomorrow and and, uh, keep advancing our race cars. But uh, this does buy us a couple weeks of uh, of freedom. He followed that with a fourth-place finish at Kansas and a 23rd-place showing at Talladega. Next, it was the round of eight. And Jimmy started it the same way he had started the round of 12, with a win, this time at the Martinsville Speedway. Make room for another clock and get ready for Miami. Here comes Jimmy Johnson off turn number four. The checkered flag is out, and Jimmy Johnson has won yet again at the Martinsville Speedway. The victory locked him in the championship round at Homestead Miami Speedway. Johnson squared off with Joey Logano. Carl Edwards and Kyle Busch for the final race of the year. The team struggled for most of the race, but in the end, they managed to take the lead after the final caution. With a green-white checker, Jimmy held on to win the race and the championship. They've been fighting adversity all weekend long. They've come through every one of the problems, and they come home victorious. Jimmy Johnson wins at Homestead and scores on history-making seventh championship, tying the late Dale Earnhardt and Richard Petty. It, it means the world to me to tie Earnhardt and Petty. These guys are uh, legends of our sport, grew our sport and made it what it is today. For guys like myself to come along and compete, I am so thankful for their legacy, for their families, their dedication to the sport, and the opportunities that's provided me and my family. And to join those guys, man, I, I just hope I can, I can carry the banner, carry the torch as they have. Um, This is just absolutely incredible. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Kurt. You can hear many more 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson at MRN.com. It's free to download. Check it out next time you get a chance at MRN.com. 
Before we wrap up this week's show, Susie Armstrong is patiently standing by with This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. Today we hang loose in 1964. The Supremes were the darlings of Motown, adored by millions atop the pop charts with Baby Love. Julie Andrews makes her feature film debut as the whimsical, practically perfect Mary Poppins in Disney's blockbuster musical. And gentleman Ned Jarrett finished second to Richard Petty in the championship, capping off a grueling 62-race schedule with his 15th victory at North Carolina's Jacksonville Speedway. 1987, a glam guitar version of an old Billy Idol cut elevates the English rocker to number one with the remade remake of Money Money. NBC ruled the TV top ten with primetime comedies, Cheers, A Different World, The Golden Girls, and Night Court. And just east of Hollywood, Rusty Wallace was up on that wheel, leading the final 11 laps of the Winston Western 500 at Riverside International Raceway. Final lap coming up as they head back down in the turn of a nine. Rusty Wallace comes flashing down. He has an advantage of a little over a second on the rest of the field. The battle may be for second spot as they work in the turn number nine. Here's Rusty Wallace all by himself about to win the Winston Western 500 to close out the season out here for himself. 1999, President Bill Clinton assures Y2K-obsessed Americans that U.S. government computers will continue to function as the clock rolls to midnight on New Year's Eve. Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas collaborate to produce the final number one hit of the old millennia and the first of 2000 as Smooth settles in for a 12-week run at the top of the charts. And Tony Stewart gave the competition a rough day at the office, cutting quick ones around the Desert Jewel for his second career victory at Phoenix International Raceway. Tony Stewart looking strong down the backstretch here at Phoenix International Raceway. Nobody is around him. A huge lead over Mark Martin. Brings the car down low to the apron. Skirts off of turn four looking for a checkered flag. He won here at Phoenix in 1998 in two different types of open wheel cars. Now he gets a victory in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series at Phoenix. Tony Stewart takes the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. That's going to put a wrap on this week's show. We'd like to thank Austin Sindrick, the 2020 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion, for joining us. Also, we'd like to thank everybody there behind the scenes at the Motor Racing Network for working on this show, bringing this show and all the shows to you over the weekend. We're still here in the offseason. Just no weekend races to bring you. Can't wait to get going again in 2021. For the rest of the entire Motor Racing Network crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks again for joining us this year. Thanks again for joining us for this week's NASCAR Live. And we'll talk to you next week right here on the Motor Racing Network. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Julian Council, and Rich Cobra. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.